0: this <laughs> Emphasis but, on the tit. Mm, but <laughs> I just don't feel like... That was like a radio drop when they were like, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: it bothers me so much oh god here we go this is about how porn for women is becoming more of a topic people are just talking about and putting themselves out there that is to me so personal wait what porn i, watch, I know
0: what porn is this is what
1: i'm trying to tell you is that i read an article Allie wong the comedian oh yeah saying that she loves to watch porn well, Allie Wong is like that, though. But No, the thing is... Like, she... she, Go ahead. Why do you have to put that in a magazine article? Why isn't that just so personal and private? Why do you have to share that with the world? Someday your child might read that article. It's like, that's not something you have to own up to. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think you have to tell anybody that. It's your, it's your thing. And then I read that... Um,
0: Wait, hold on. What kind of porn does she watch?
1: I forgot if it was lady porn or what. I didn't focus on that. Probably. I feel like like,
0: most girls watch lesbian
1: porn. That's fine. You want to tell your husband about it in private and that that's what you like to do. Or you don't want to tell him. I'm just saying. She didn't (laughs) have to tell the world. Who cares? It's none of our business. Why do these stars or anybody, you don't have to talk about it to other people. That's personal.
0: Yeah, Mama, they don't. Why do you put it out in the world? Mama, why do I put stuff out in the world? It's social media. And, like, people want to be relatable. That's, like, the thing. It's, like, yeah, just because I'm a star doesn't mean that I don't, like, watch porn or masturbate. Like, and, yeah, they're taboo things to talk about. But at the same time, it's, like, it's it not- makes people feel, like, less weird or, like, oh, oh, my God. They're, like, a normal person who, um, you know, does the same stuff that I do.
1: I just don't. I don't get it. That's. I'm not going to. Tell you that I walk around the house all day with both hands down my pants because it just feels good to relax them. On my t- I don't do that, but I'm. Well, saying, you just told everyone. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's like, why would I have to tell you that I like porn to make you feel better? You don't have that to. That is ridiculous. Keep it to yourself. Emphasis on deck. What ridiculous? No, I just, I just don't get it. Honey, I got it, but I'm talking on a serious subject here, and you're interrupting me with your dick jokes. I'm just saying, how does it change the world to tell people something that personal? I don't think that you need to... It opens up
0: the conversation.
1: Like, you think most people want to talk about their uh, proclivities. A
0: hundred percent. People already love her so much. She's already outspoken. She cusses. She talks about sex.
1: I think In her her stand-up
0: comedy act, she talks about, like, how... Anytime she scratches her vagina, she has to smell her fingers and everyone does it. Like,
1: it just makes you like, oh my God, she's That's even. That's something I would say to a girlfriend or my children. See, I think not, that. Not out loud or write it down in a magazine article. I like, think not not to the world out loud.
0: It shouldn't bother you.
1: I'm I understand saying, that it
0: does. I, porn You're not does... from this generation. No, porn doesn't bother me. I just I know, don't think I know you porn need porn to tell doesn't.
1: people what, what your proclivities are. I get it because we're part of an oversharing generation. That's what I'm saying. It's too much sharing. Where, where do you draw the line on sharing? That would be a very interesting topic to talk about, write
0: about, answer questions about. What? mole on your foot? Yeah I've had it there forever.
1: Oh my gosh I've never seen that. Yeah it's really dark. It's an interesting color. It's weird. It looks like you stabbed yourself with pencil lead.
0: Yeah (laughs) I think someone I think someone I dated said that to me once like it looked like I'd stab myself with a pencil. Did I ever
1: tell you about the time? And I did. My sister and I were out walking around and she stepped on a nail and it went right up through her sandal into the bottom of her foot. No. Oh yeah. How old were you? We were young. I don't even know how we got home. But I do know my mother's reaction. Did you carry her? I probably made her like walk on the side of her foot or something. No, oh my god! <laughs> I don't, oh I don't god. remember. We just knew our mother would be mad. Not that she'd be worried for us. She'd be mad because we put a hole in the shoe. Well, I didn't. My sister put a hole in the shoe, and there was a blood situation.
0: Did she? Did she have to get like a tetanus <laughs> we were
1: shot? Very afraid of my mother. Yeah, I'm sure she did.
0: Okay, so let's dive into this week's question. I'm going. I get to read it this time. Ellen and I are trading off. So this one says, Hi Emma, this is maybe not the sexiest question, but it just hit me that you might have an interesting take. What kind of advice would you and Ellen have for maintaining female friendships throughout different stages of life? My very best friend from day one of college and I have always been pretty much in step, career and relationship wise, but about six months ago, she went through a breakup with her long term boyfriend. We'd both been with our boyfriends for almost the same amount of time, but now she is single again and I live with mine and we have a puppy together. We still hang out all the time, but I wonder sometimes what I could do to be a better friend to her in this new phase of life. Obviously, I'm very encouraging and supportive of her dating and her new single life, but I've been feeling for a few months that things are shifting between us. I don't know if this is making any sense, but hopefully you might have some creative advice on how to keep our friendship strong. I love this girl fiercely and I'm terrified of somehow drifting apart. You and Whitney's friendship reminds me a lot of ours, so I thought I'd throw it out there as a potential pod question.
1: We're going to hold that thought because I read the most amazing article in the New York Times, and I took a screenshot of it on my phone because I wanted Emma to read it. Because she article. doesn't know how to send links. It's about... you for... <laughs> to tell anybody. Now, see, that's something that could help somebody in the world. I'll teach you how to send a link. I've tried. <laughs> I'll be right back. Hold that thought. I'm going to find it in my phone.
0: Ellen is literally going to grab her phone right now, so I'll just keep talking, but... I have tried to teach her how to copy and paste a fucking link, and she cannot for the life of her figure it out. I mean, I'm talking like I have written step-by-step instructions and walked it walked through it with her and done practice rounds with her. She can't do it. So anytime she sees an article online or a cute something she thinks that I might want to buy, she takes a picture of her computer screen and sends it to me as a picture and is like, put in these
1: search terms to find this. <laughs> You're talking smack about me. and I can't defend myself. No, you can't. You wouldn't have anything to defend. You wouldn't. Yes, I would. You're always mocking me. Okay, There's let me no find this article. That. All right, this is the article, and it's by Lauren Meckling. M as in man. E-C-H-L-I-N-G. And where did you find it? In the New York Times. Okay. And it's called How to End a Friendship. She doesn't want to end the friendship, though. I'm just going to read part of this. I took this picture. Okay. Of Friendships are fragile, and most aren't built to last forever. Circumstances change. Bonds diminish. She had a relationship, a 10-year, I think, relationship, you know, friendship with this girl. And she just explains how it fell apart and that if you think about it, that was an amazing amount of time to have a friendship for that long. And I just think this article might make you have a better perspective on what's happening between the two of you. So I'll look it up and uh, write a report. And <laughs> and contact Emma, and I will give you my address, and I will grade it. We'll, yeah, we'll grade it. Um, <laughs> that that is a really, really good point, is that
0: I agree with that. Most friendships aren't meant to last forever. Like, it's just how most romantic relationships, you're only so... You're only technically, ideally supposed to have one that lasts forever because keeping two people, whether it's you know platonic or romantic, interested in each other and in step through their entire lives is fucking difficult. So I was just talking about this too the other day with um, some girls at work that I I I feel like throughout my twenties is when I was trying on friends and I went through so many. And I was always the, I'm I was always the one in my group of core friends who was always bringing a new girl around, and they would say, "No new friends, Emma." I'd be like, "No, you guys really like she's so cool. You're really gonna like her, yada yada," and she would always end up sucking. And my friends would be like, "No new friends," but
1: oh, I
0: got a phone call, y'all. Very. Oh, oh, never mind. It was just a blurb. Um okay. But with your situation, I totally hear you. Um. And yeah, I, I think I probably have some some pieces of advice I can give you because I'm in your friend shoes um, as I've been the only single one amongst my four best friends basically for the past like nine, eight, nine years. I mean, I've had a couple boyfriends here and there, but you know, at the end of the day, I fill out single on like government forms. I think you're off to a really good start just because you want advice on this and you're worried about it. And it's upsetting you that you guys are drifting and you want to do what you can to make sure that doesn't happen. I think the reality of these types of situations is, yeah, you guys are in different phases now. Like you said, you're 28, you're still with this long-term boyfriend. It sounds like you guys are probably going to be together forever. Um, and your friend is, you know, out there in these wild streets, trying to figure it out for herself. Um, so it's very different because you have someone to come home to at the end of the day and you have someone you have someone to get home to if even if you and your friend go out to dinner or you go out drinking and she's not going home to anyone and that that always kind of played a big role in my mentality about going out with my coupled up friends.
1: I can't add much to this so I'm just sitting here listening to what you have to say. If you're drifting apart, you cannot can't control that I don't feel you can't make something happen that isn't going to happen if you want it too much and you try too hard and switch up how your friendship was or the way you react I think you'll push her away even more I think you have to let things just naturally unfold and be prepared to maybe not be in her life as much and it may just fade to absolutely nothing in the end don't say that. But I feel like that's what happens. Sometimes you it's like you're experiencing experiencing the same things as you're growing in your 20s and you each had boyfriends and now one's single and one's still with her man. So her priorities are going to be different. Yes, I'm going to meet you and we're going to do but things, that, but I've got to get home to my my situation. But that's
0: how it's been with my best friends and yes, it it it's different, but It hasn't faded to nothing. Like, they're still my best friend. I think the biggest thing is, obviously, you know, you guys aren't... You guys aren't ride or dies anymore in terms of social settings. So, you know, like, if you go out with her, she knows, like I was just saying, that you have someone to go home to. So it's just, like, so different. So I would say just be... Make time for her, which it sounds like you're doing. She's making new, like, social friends, just acquaintances who she's doing more social things with don't get upset don't get jealous don't give her any kind of attitude about it just be supportive because she's trying to find who she can rely on to go out and be single with and do all of that and she doesn't want to put that pressure on you because it's not even the same anyway like you guys don't have the same
1: end goal in my friendships that have switched up faded away uh become more of a high goodbye kind of situation if I run into them, I guess what I'm thinking is it's never that I, like, make this decision, oh, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Right. It's just kind of you're not on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's not, you can't really articulate, oh, I don't like this person. It's more like I like you, but I'm doing other things, and I'm using my time For other people, other situations, and if I run into you, great. Hi, how are you? I'll chat for a few minutes, but I don't feel the necessity to confide in you like I used to or make plans with you like I used to. If I see you, I'm never going to pretend you're not there, but something just switched up and I don't know how to articulate it.
0: I know what you're saying, and I think for y'all's case, it's different because you guys are best friends and you have been for so long. So I don't think that the relationship is going to end or anything like that. I just think, yeah, you have to kind of, I think both of you have to consciously lean into the change and accept it and help the other embrace it. So, yeah, you guys probably had, like, all these crazy memories together of hanging out with your boyfriends and getting so drunk and this and that. And now she probably feels like she's on her own with finding out how to have fun where it's not like a couple situation. So like I said, just be supportive. And, you know, if she if she kind of starts to not confide in you as much um, or go to you with like all the little, little details or whatever, don't take offense to it. Um, it's just her also trying to navigate y'all's friendship because like I said, you're probably going to get engaged and, She's just going to be in such a different spot than you. Um, so she wants to try and surround herself more with people who are on the same page as her and can in them because they know exactly what she's going through.
1: I obviously cannot contribute to this conversation. You've contributed. I don't have that much advice for her. I'm just reading more of this article that I took screenshots of. And they did a study where they interviewed people between the ages of 18 and 65, and then they followed up with them seven years later. Only about half of the friendships were still intact and still going strong. So it's not just you. It's not just you. And like I was saying,
0: if it's every relationship, it ebbs and flows, no matter if it's just friendly or not. I think it's just growing pains. It's just the reality of getting into your late 20s and people are pairing off and you know, suddenly you're going through a horrible breakup and your best friend is walking down the aisle. And, um, I think as long, if you say that y'all's bond is as strong as you're saying it is, then I don't think that you should have a problem with keeping up with the friendship
1: at all and talk to her. I don't know if you have, but. And listen to what she's saying and telling you, cause it sounds like things have switched up and maybe you should just Pay more attention to what's coming out of her mouth or the excuses she might give you if she can't meet you and try to get a sense of what's happening with her without putting her on the spot and asking her because she's probably not going to be direct and tell you.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, if you feel comfortable enough, I don't know if you have already, but I mean, basically say to her what you said to to us on this email. Just say, I'm worried. I feel like we're drifting. I want to be there for you. Um, You know, let's talk about it. So at least you both have uh, an open dialogue going on
1: all you
0: can do just be but honest I did just
1: say don't put her on the spot but nobody listened to well, me. well you don't
0: have to put her on the spot well, but sometimes
1: when you say that stuff to somebody they can't either they don't want to tell you what they're really thinking or they can't articulate to you why <clears throat> excuse me there's a switch up I would like to know why there's something wrong with my throat every time we do this damn podcast.
0: Every time.
1: Otherwise, I'm normal. I don't get it. Yeah, it's very strange. I think because you're... Well, no, because you talk a lot anyway. It's an emotional reaction. I guess so. You're getting clubs. I think, Emma, you've said it 65 different ways. That's enough already. She heard you.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, as you can hear, this friendship between us is not going to last.
1: That's fine, because I'm over the friendship for today. I'll call you when I feel like it. Great. Um and you better answer
0: but yeah always be honest be straightforward talk to her just talk to her listen to her listen to her then and talk, talk to, to her. her
1: so you're gonna listen then you're gonna talk then you'll listen a little bit more and then you'll talk some more yeah. exactly and then you'll probably get
0: to a resolution or not thank you guys so much for tuning in as always please uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and if you have a life advice question about friendship relationship job, money, stuff, email me at emmasthing at gmail.com and we will talk to you next time. Bye, America.